In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? And get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tameras. And this is the Budget Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Gals, I'm feeling a little worse for wear today. Our democracy is a little worse for wear today. (laughs) How are you feeling on this Thursday? Um, I mean, yeah, yesterday was kind of, it was not the best day for news. We've got very slushy environment here in New York City, and I feel like I feel slushy as a result. Mm. (laughs) I will say yesterday was rough for me because um, you don't my, exist. It's amazing you're here. Yeah, my my Instagram got disabled. Um, that that has not been great for me. There's fake Instagram accounts that are like harassed, have harassed me, and they've been up for months. There's one that was up has been up for two years, a fake one that used my headshot, but like they yeah. have no motive. They just made a fake one. Um, But then, yeah, the one that was made a few months ago was bad. But anyway, my Instagram is down. But today, I discovered yesterday and today, if you put some matcha powder into your smoothies, it's really good. And, oh, um, <laughs> so yeah. Rose and a Thorn, you've Rose been kicked off Instagram mm-hmm. and a bunch of troll accounts of you have been allowed to remain on Instagram. Thorn, mm-hmm. but rose matcha powder. Matcha powder in very smoothies. <laughs> in the smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the fake account that's especially disturbing, like, has your full name and the headshot that you use on your email. So whenever you come into our outlines now, I'm like, oh, the fake Millie's here, but it's actually really you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that that um headshot from like 2016 where I was straight blonde hair. Um, yeah. I need to yeah change that and update that. But also, yeah, like. It's just, I just don't, I don't understand you making fake told, accounts. You weren't told, like, this is what you posted oh, that got you Oh, they didn't tell me anything, banned. Like, that's nope. so, that's And I didn't very post strange. anything, especially salacious. No. I think it's because before it's my Instagram ones. name was Millie on Fire with a four, and then I changed it to my actual name, and because there's fake accounts on my name, like... So it's just, it, I think it just you're probably sucks. It's right. so crazy to me that you are getting, pun- the real you is getting punished <laughs> in favor of fake Millies. And all of this is to say, um, go report the fake Millies. We're doing internal things, but go report fake Millies yeah, that if you, you see, see. Yeah, if you see them. If you see any fake Millies. And if any of you guys work on Instagram, maybe... Yeah. Reactivate Millie's. Sort it out. Just, if, uh, if, log in, log in. Instagram, Instagram. Verify me. 
Verify me, yeah, maybe please. you could verify Millie. And <laughs> well, then this wouldn't account. happen. Then this wouldn't happen because if <laughs> well, your account exactly. was like known to be you, and then somebody like reported it because they wanted to be. Yeah, I'm sure the name changed. Anyway, we hope for a swift uh, a swift resolution there. Yes. Yeah, definitely report the the fake account because that might help trigger something. But yesterday was a huge news and a huge day in political news ahead of the first anniversary of the Biden administration today. Happy first anniversary, Biden administration. One year anniversary. Since, uh, wow, it's been. The dual tones. Let's get loud. Let's get exactly. <laughs> That's lines. exactly what I said in the newsletter. I was like, we all Repeatedly. remember. <laughs> let's yeah, get I brought loud. it up multiple times. So much One year since J Lo put "Let's Get Loud" um, in in the national anthem, where I think it I think it should always be. So he yeah. gave a really big press conference last night, nearly two hours. I mean, he just kept remarking on how long he had been there. He focused on the future of, like, which is kind of how, that's what every grandpa does, right? Like, wow, it's really getting late. I should have, what am I still doing here? Who's going to drive me home? Babe, you scheduled this. We could have broken this up if you wanted to do, (laughs) like, we didn't have to do two hours. They were saying afterwards that, like, his staff was like, you need to be up there for a very long time. That's, like, kind of the point. And so he sort of kept saying, like, they keep making me stay up here. I'm ready to go. Like, he really was, grandpa has to answer has to answer a lot of questions. He focused on the future of his domestic agenda, the state of the pandemic, inflation, the situation with voting rights, and the potential Russian invasion of Ukraine. It was a fine press conference. He seemed to acknowledge that packaging so many of his campaign promises into Build Back Better was not working, and it was giving the American people the impression that Democrats aren't doing anything. Mm. He said the package would need to be split up into big chunks. I don't know. I just don't like that choice of words. I wonder if the speechwriter <laughs> wrote big chunks. <laughs> Well, but I uh, said I won't I won't I won't focus on that. But he said he wasn't sure he could get some of his top priorities done, such as the permanent child tax credit or free community college. So it was a very I don't know, I found it to be have a little bit of a defeatist tone. It was really like a a postmortem, which seems like something you do. Here's what it, it felt to me like a Mark Marin interview with Joe Biden rather than <laughs> a like two out like a press conference for the American people. He was kind of loose. He literally the big headline was that he was like, well, if Russia it depends how much invading Russia does, then yeah, we'll decide. That was bad. Um, so, yeah, it just sort of sounded <laughs> more like a loose podcast interview of him just sort of like off the cuff thinking out loud. But um, seems like he it seemed cathartic for him. Well, is that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like he did have a lot to get off his chest. It must be hard to, you know, hear a lot and not get to defend yourself. Uh, (laughs) You know, well, I do think it's an interesting strategy to instead of breaking it up and doing like because he he does. He doesn't do a lot of press conferences is a thing with Joe Biden. And I do think it's interesting to have him. Just knowing him, as we have known him for many years, have him go for two hours instead of breaking things up because he is a little bit of a gaffe machine. That's one of his sometimes endearing, sometimes not qualities. So I just question why it was like instead of having him do... One, I mean, obviously he needed to do a commemorative press conference today, but instead of just having him do more frequent small press conferences where he can be on his game, we did one long two-hour press conferences <laughs> where he was alternately on his game and alternately maybe said we would let Russia invade Ukraine. <laughs> right, right. He's a sprinter. Which isn't He's what not he a long-distance but... runner. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, uh, apparently, like, you know, the State Department and he, they literally have, like, a menu. They're like, if, if it's this much incursion, we do this. And everybody knows yes. that's, like, sort of how it works, but you don't say that. So obviously Ukraine was like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And I just was like, oh, these poor, poor Ukraine between yeah. between our old president saying they weren't going to get military aid to protect Quid them from Russia wrong. to this administration saying, hey, I mean, you can you can hurt them just a little bit and you'll probably be able to to defend yourself from well, us. Well, I was reading it in I just got to say, like something that made me a little comforting or something was reading the New York Times uh, newsletter and reading that Blinken was involved in like the the strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the people that yeah. President Trump like ostracized and impeached Trump the first time because that was all about the Ukraine issue mm-hmm. are like now advising Biden. And I was like, in that sense, it's a turnaround. Um, and yeah, like <clears throat> I just feel like it's just a little sad that it's so defeatist when like there is stuff that Biden can do. Like, unfortunately, like he could he could use the executive order more and all that stuff. But he's just like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want to like undervalue the Senate and the Congress. But it's like they're not doing anything, dude. Like, yeah, it's like they don't value themselves. Yeah, <laughs> right. What are you supposed There's, to do? Yeah, exactly. yeah, you can't listen. Like, if they don't love themselves, like, mm-hmm. how are they going to love anybody else? Right? Yeah, that's so, a like, Justin why? Bieber song. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's RuPaul's uh, sign off on Drag Race. If you don't yeah. love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? And that's kind of how I feel about the Senate. It's also pretty hard for him to go out and give some kind of good press conference when two people in his own party voted down the filibuster that, like, voted down changing the filibuster that day. Like, he doesn't have his party behind him to give triumphant press conferences the way that even Donald Trump Mm -hmm. had his party behind him to pass some kind of thing, whether it be, like, his tax credits or whatever, or some other bullshit that he, I mean, most, mostly they only pass his tax credits, but like, they, did, they like time, they would time some kind of action with a press conference like this because they're strategic and like thought through like that. And they were good at making the executive orders feel like a joint effort. Like Trump did a yes. lot of executive orders that then made, almost seemed like to the casual kind of news consumer, like, like partisan victories, like mm-hmm. congressional victories, just because his party was supporting them. Like, like the mm-hmm. party supports tons of executive actions to try to do some of the things. I mean, I think we said, I think Caitlin said yesterday what Obama used to say. <laughs> Caitlin quoted Obama saying, get caught trying. Like, try. Yeah. Try, yes, try, I always try, think about yeah, that. Try going yeah. nuts with executive orders and have the whole party hype you up and, like, see, see what happens. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I just feel like it's it came on the heels. Like, you know, he had to do it when he did it because it's the one year anniversary the one year anniversary is when it is but it's like not a great time right now yeah like if this (laughs) was like the state of the union dress rehearsal we have some work to do yeah we we need a punch up (laughs) yeah the actual timing was pretty unfortunate given what went on in the Senate literally the same day. Yes, yes, which we can talk about now. I mean, we'll just touch on this briefly because, as I've said, we've had this conversation so many times, and now we maybe don't have to have it as much anymore. But Republicans, as expected yesterday, filibustered the voting rights bills. Then an attempt to change the filibuster back to a talking filibuster failed when Joe Manchin and Carson Cinema voted against it. This proposed rules change would have allowed for the talking filibuster on the legislation, so that would have forced Republicans in this scenario to come to the Senate floor and speak in opposition for as long as they could. And once those speeches ended or they couldn't talk anymore, the Senate would be able to hold a simple majority vote for final passage. Sounds incredible. 
incredibly reasonable to me, especially when you talk about voting rights. But and especially when cinema. you talk about tradition, because that's what it used to fucking be. Yeah. So if you're sitting here being like, we have to uphold tradition, the new thing that you're doing isn't the tradition. No. You could go back to the tradition. Uh, exactly. Y'all know how well, I feel. Well, we've <laughs> like, been, like, we, we, all we've been asking for is precedented times. This changing the filibuster is a precedented time. We change the filibuster all the fucking time. But Manchin Cinema again repeated that this would only deepen divisions and lead to policy swinging wildly back and forth. But again, voting rights isn't fucking policy. Like Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted last night, like, yes, the filibuster is in the things, but the right to vote is more sacred than this weird ass rule. Like a lot of us aren't doing, I would do it casually, but they're saying we're not doing this casually, but we're talking about the right to vote. We're not talking about the minimum wage. I'm open yeah. to have, we all love that. We're having yeah. that conversation, but we're talking <laughs> yeah. about the right to vote. This is not a policy, a policy change. And especially for this legislation, like make those motherfuckers talk for days about why they won't support this legislation and make them look and then stupid. that's on record that's on record yeah. and then i dare our the next generation to say oh those republicans were were right and democrats made a power grab not gonna happen with this yeah and i mean just the swiftness with which the republicans will get rid of the filibuster as soon as they need to do, do their talking shit. filibuster uh, hell no oh, no not even they at uh, the swiftness with which they will get rid of it. It will boggle our like, like whiplash around the country from Literally, how fast the they fastest, do that. We've never seen Mitch McConnell move that fast. Um, like no, I can't believe. No. it's just like crazy to me that that cinema and mansion are assuming any good faith when these motherfuckers pushed Amy Coney Barrett like the day after Ruth Gator Ginsburg died. So it's like. Like, yeah, of course they're going to do that. So I just don't understand. Like, it really boggles my mind. And it's just like, cinema especially, I'm like, they have to have, like, been blackmailing her or something. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what her deal is. Because it's like, there's no way that you really believe that they're in good faith. Any critical thinking person knows that they're not. Yeah. I said it in the newsletter, but like they owe the filibuster money. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, <laughs> yeah, their arguments make no sense other than like something, something or someone is something personal. Yeah. yeah. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. 
Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today we have a Republican Unite segment, and this time we're zooming in on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. According to a story in the Associated Press yesterday, a new Florida bill aims to prohibit public schools and private businesses from making white people feel, quote, discomfort or guilt when uh, (laughs) when schools teach students or train employees about discrimination in the nation's past. I'm going to read a a portion directly from the bill. It says, an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. An individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, or anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race. (sighs) And this from the fit party that's like, facts don't care about your feelings, people. Like, these are like, (laughs) but you can't make anyone feel anguish or psychological distress. Right. Democrats obviously uniformly opposed the bill, pointing out that it would lead to frivolous lawsuits. And it's interesting because I thought Republicans were like the party of avoiding frivolous lawsuits and protecting businesses from those. Obviously not. And they asked Republicans to point to explicit examples of businesses explicitly telling white people they were racist or responsible for America's past because they were white. They did not receive a response. And the bill's sponsor, Republican State Senator Manny Diaz, said the idea isn't to ignore the dark parts of American history, but to ensure that people are not portrayed as inherently oppressed or blamed for sins of the past. And when asked for comment, a DeSantis, this is a perfect uh, cherry on top, but when asked for comment, a DeSantis spokesperson referenced the Florida governor's belief in Martin Luther King's plea Blah. not to judge others by the color Blah. of their skin. No, no. Ooh, tomato, no. tomato, tomato. <laughs> no. Blah. Like, I just reject everything about that. I mean, obviously, so ridiculous, so stupid. Ron DeSantis isn't fucking governor to me like, the margin by which he won, that amount of people have died already from coronavirus. Yeah. So that's like how I'm thinking about this. Another thing is like, this is again a, the culture war that Republicans are all rallying behind from critical race theory that one elective class that some law schools teach that, you know, yeah. and it's just like, and the whole point of them teaching that is like, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is a case study of critical race theory and how the law works differently for white people. But <clears throat> it's yeah, just ban like, that from television. Yeah, it, it's a slippery slope of like, then what? We can't talk about, you know, like violence against women because men will get uncomfortable. We can't talk about And it's just like life is uncomfortable. We're never going to. I mean, that's the point, right? Republicans don't want to change. They want to go back. They literally want to regress to when black people don't can't vote or have to count jelly beans to vote. That's what they're trying to do. But it's also like, yeah, like we're never going to grow and progress if we don't acknowledge the difficult truths of the past and like have conversations about it and learn and grow. But like these people don't want to grow. They want to change history. States rights was civil war, Confederate flag on all this shit you know blue lives matter until i i take over the capital like crazy yeah, yeah. i mean i agree 100 and i also i wanted to highlight because i saw these tweets from um nicole hannah jones the author of the 1619 project and she tweeted 
I'm just going to read it, but to test how race neutral the DeSantis bill and others like it are, black, Latino and indigenous parents should flood these states with lawsuits about lessons that make their children feel discomfort yeah. mm-hmm. or that one race is superior to another and see how it goes. The bill prohibits lessons that make kids feel discomfort, guilt or anguish or any other form of psychological distress or account- on account of his or her race. I imagine lessons that glorify enslavers and colonizers and downplay the contributions of POC would do just that. So sure. OK. And I think that is like. We have to do that. Is yeah, it, it just seems goes so, through. The bill seems like a self-own. Like if it yeah. is actually implemented yeah. actually and executed neutral, correctly, yeah. like yeah. they say, then it's like okay. To, like I imagine that actually the kids who are being made to feel very uncomfortable in most classes are the kids of color. And this so, means that when um, teachers like comment on a on a black kid's hair or something, that's a lot. Oh well, they right? fucking like make kids they do cut that all off the their time. dreads. Um, braids are banned from schools. All this shit. I would I'd literally call that anguish and psychological distress. Oh, for sure. All today I saw in response like this assignment for like a fourth grader, and it's a screenshot, and it's like. I guess they're trying to teach fourth graders like how to write persuasive essays, but they're like, um, write a letter in support of if uh, if you're a settler in support of Andrew Jackson, write a thing about how like the Trail of Tears was okay. You know, that's what like the the assignment was, and like that's mm-hmm. that's shit that I remember. And like this is again like this is what I talk about with friends all the time. You know, when I first moved to New York from Florida, they, they put things like, oh, New York and these big cities, they're they're not a place for kids. They're not a place for children. The suburbs are better. And then I'm just thinking now, I'm like, yeah, like, okay, so if I do have children, I'm going to move them to a suburb and they're going to yeah. not be able to learn about slavery, but my rent will be kind of cheaper. Like, no, <laughs> like, fuck that. That's so true. <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I'm like. That's we should start incorporating is. that into the trend, into the TikTok trend. I also do think it's funny that it like it applies to public in it pu- applies only to public schools, which does it kind of <laughs> it implies that like you could have a, pu- a private school that made white students anti-white. uncomfortable, <laughs> which I don't think is good. But I it's don't think that you like, should have an yeah. anti-white public private the school. But there are businesses, it is just funny to me. <laughs> it is very funny. The fact that there are businesses, it's like, of course, this isn't of course, they don't have any examples. Like there are just like subway managers going around like you're white, you're bad. This is not happening. This is not happening. But yeah, absolutely. If this goes through and passes the people that are going to be able to benefit from the most are kids from BIPOC communities because like the most of the books are that Republicans hope don't change are like filled with dehumanizing stories and narratives yeah so today we're gonna bring up kind of a kind of a on a related note we're gonna bring up the real housewives of salt lake city on purpose sometimes we bring it up on accident today we're doing it on purpose it ties into a lot yeah <laughs> our, our cousin podcast mentioned it all that dylan hosts who runs bravo by batches they also talked about this yesterday with uh the person who runs bravo historian and got into it a bit so the franchise's newest cast member jenny Wen provided she i thought she provided such a breath of fresh air Me this season too. she was kind of a bright spot i mean real housewives the first season of Salt of Salt Lake City was amazing, and the mm-hmm. second has has not been as strong. The characters have not been as strong, but but she was wonderful, and she had an amazing family, with the exception mm-hmm. of her husband. Anyway, she's a Vietnamese American, and she described on the show fleeing Vietnam with her family. She said on a boat when she was seven. She spent time in a Thai refugee camp before a Christian organization from the U.S. sponsored her family's immigration. 
On this season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Jenny has confronted another cast member, Mary Cosby, about racist comments Mary made about Jenny's and Asian people's eyes. Also, Mar- Mary's made tons of racist statements this season. It's, it's very bad. We should also talk well, about that, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it's we're going to get into like the stuff Jenny did is like really, really fucking bad. But Mary, Mary M. Cosby. Yes. Because I like Jen Shaw, like to use her entire name. Mary M. Cosby is not a great person. No. (laughs) No. And this just speaks to like, how did these women even get on the show? So obviously, given that Jenny was such a such a beloved character it was very disappointing yesterday when old social media posts not that old actually no uh, no like a, a year, year and a half old a year and a half. A year social old. media posts surfaced that included anti-black lives matter sentiments copaganda islamophobia pro-trump anti-vax statements and more they refer to blm thugs one post doubted george floyd was killed as a result of police brutality oh yeah another shows overdose. a woman bragging yeah another these are all posted on um Apro, bravo by betches another shows a cartoon woman bragging about how many rioters she's hit with her car another shared memes insulting the obamas from a pro-trump facebook page she shared posts questioning the legitimacy of the election and another bizarre meme suggesting that democrats sexually assault fish so this is like as far as we go into crazy <laughs> Yeah, this is as far as you go. Can I call out my favorite Please. Jenny yes. Nguyen post? My favorite is one that she posted. It's like the most pixelated uncle <laughs> meme that you could pop. Like this has been mm-hmm. just screenshotted so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's of Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Mm-hmm. And then Linus from the Peanuts gang is telling Colin Kaepernick that... Uh, I mean, it's like hate speech, what Linus is right, saying. Right. So I'm honestly not going to get into it. But I don't, I was just like, why is Linus saying this? Linus is a little boy. He, why does he, why is he talking to Colin Kaepernick? What does Colin Kaepernick have to do with Linus? Why are they together? There, there's not a, like a real clear crossover between the NFL and the Peanuts catalog. And Linus. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Linus He's is just a major a, character. I think these memes just like to like make sure, like they just want to make sure every single like beloved pop co- like character mm-hmm. is clearly turned against like, Democrats yeah. in some way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's worth noting that she shared most of these posts over six months in 2020 so yeah. it wasn't you know this no. would not be excusable by any means but it's of not course. like it was like june 2020 at the height of the protest when there was a lot of um dissension among among people and there was like i said it, it wouldn't matter if it was just that month but this was like she kept going she kept yeah. going she stuck to this narrative for six months into 2020 and mm-hmm. yesterday she posted an apology for the statements she said that the post had been deleted, and at the time she thought she was speaking out against violence, but has since learned how offensive and hurtful her words were. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, mm-hmm. it's why I deactivated the account more than a year ago, and why I continue to try to learn about perspectives different from my own. Mm-hmm. I regret those posts, and I'm sincerely so- and I'm sincerely sorry for the pain they caused. To the extent that it's noteworthy, the bit about de- deactivating that account seems to be false because it was still up yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Dylan they was blocked. on the page yesterday. Yeah, yeah they blocked <laughs> got it yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? That's what's so crazy. And also, even if it was true, being like, I knew my Facebook was incredibly racist, so no. I deleted it. Is right, not it just like, like <laughs> I got cast on the show. Yeah. And no, realized it, this would look bad and tried to get rid of it. Yeah, I deleted my hundreds of racist posts. <laughs> it's like that doesn't address the root of the problem, which is that you posted like regularly insane, like absolutely 
bottom of the barrel, like real racist hate stuff. Less than like a year ago, like these posts are not old enough to be vaccinated. (laughs) It's too much. Well, also, too, it's just funny because this was. Bravo's attempt to diversify the, <laughs> their like um, cast members, and it's I mean, still it Utah. Does, it's still Utah, but it does like speak to like anti-blackness amongst other communities of color, which is a huge issue. And it's also like Elise and I were saying in the in the Bravo, <laughs> no, not in the Bravo, in the Betches sub uh, group chat that we really should charge people to read. Um, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, like there is a, a trend with Vietnamese, Cuban, Venezuelan, people who come from communist countries into this, con- you know, tend to trend Republican. And I know Elise has a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it, it's disappointing. And I think that the conversation on black Twitter was kind of like I knew that there, you know, people were like, I always could tell that there was like. Uh, an ire and anger towards Mary that was like, even before Mary said those in like insensitive comments, you could tell that she like particularly was so bothered by Mary and, and like, yeah, I don't know like how to speak to that or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause of course what Mary said was wrong, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you can sometimes tell that I'm like, it's hard to say if she would have had a problem with Mary, no matter what. And I'm also like, how is she going to do other events with the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Real Housewives of yeah, Potomac? No. Um, you know, with those views. So it's going to be really interesting. I don't know. I well, I think that's that's the thing. I mean, I think this is something that you don't come back from. I think she has to be fired. And I thought maybe we yeah. could talk a little bit about why that is, because, you know, we talk we, we we try to leave room for redemption and we talk a lot about how why that's important. But you know, like we said, like this wasn't like 12 years ago or 10 years ago. This is like in the current context of of the like racial and social justice conversations we're still having today. She made herself very, very clear. So she has to get fired. But it's like I'm mad at Bravo for not catching these things and letting us fall for this new character. Mm-hmm. And also it's like Mary sucks, too. And I don't think it. how come every t- like they try to diversify and then this happens. Like, why are they not checking closely enough to not put, you know, like Mary sucks, but like still it's not fair to put her in that position with somebody who has such hateful views towards the black community. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like Jenny does have to go. I do. You know, again, we talk on the show like, is there room for someone to who has had these racist views to have redemption? Absolutely. But does she have to lose her lucrative TV show because she posted insanely anti-black stuff? Yeah, yes. she does. Mm-hmm. And she also, by root of that TV show, has access not only to a black woman, but to black children. You know, yeah. like Mary Cosby has kids. Jen Shaw has kids. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need someone who is like literally hateful towards black people in this mm-hmm. way around black children. The other thing is like, you know, Lisa Barlow knew about this, the one that brought her in and just <laughs> well, like didn't care. Of course. Like it was on the Facebook. Like, well, Lisa always knows. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like Jen Jen Shaw's like extended family lives with her too. And like I'm like, has Jen I think Jen should fight her before she goes to jail. (laughs) Yeah, I do think since Jen is already going to jail, maybe we can fight Jenny. 
and you know Jen, you know Jen will like the whole the whole like theory about Real Housewives is that they all talk about the storyline, but they don't tell Jen, so they just get Jen mad at everything. And I I don't know if that's true, but I'm also but I'm like if I do see a season three, I'm like, well, I would like to see her like be mand in this mandated therapy set because like if Jen. they do no yeah. um jenny like if they don't Uh-oh. fire her which i'm not sure they're gonna fire her but if they don't then i would like that would be an interesting thing of like the entire season will be about you fig- figuring out your racist shit that would be interesting yeah that would be interesting the another thing too is that it really exposed every time like i don't know i'm very shocked that a lot of chiropractors are anti-vax which is apparently very common. <laughs> so that was like a whole other thing. And another is her thing, husband a chiropractor? Yeah, he's a chiropractor. And a lot of chiropractors are anti-vax apparently. So <laughs> there's that thing. And then another thing is... Doesn't help their whole not real doctors issue. Well, exactly, bitch. But um, Just kidding, Kairos. I love you. We yeah. love, listen, snap, I love Please Kairos. crack my neck anytime. Anytime, honey. <laughs> snip, snap. <laughs> I was just thinking of like how lucrative... A, a a agency would be that just makes iOS press release statements and the notes app press release like <laughs> about racist things um, for for Instagram. Uh, that would be and, so. Like, that's that's, I would love that's a white that. space. That's a white space. Yeah. That is definitely that no is definitely white intended. space. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and I mean, I guess this made me think. Like, I mean, Mary is not coming back. Like. They're gonna, no, she's not. She's not going to the reunion, and then Jenny will probably be at the reunion. I but, did not yeah. realize. Wait, so Mary's not going to the reunion? No, nope. Mary didn't go I to didn't the reunion. Know that. It already filmed like last week, right? Which oh, sucks. Oh, I did. I'm, I'm like, not up. That sucks. It sucks because no. it, well, because Mary, the, the 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 theory is that Mary has a lot of shit that she needs to answer for. I, well, yeah, and and she didn't want to go, and then she what she didn't show up to the to the reunion and she posted like reality tv is toxic like um she posted like studies show that reality tv it damages your brain like she posted screenshots of that so she's not coming but and then i'm like fuck like i wish they were filmed the review of reunion this weekend so that andy can like know that's so true i know because that's the thing is like it's not gonna the reunion isn't gonna address this if it was filmed last weekend which sucks it's so interesting because mary I mean, Mary is definitely like one of the quote unquote best characters on the show, but it's also because she's she's maybe. I also think that I think that Jenny is also like, and I don't say this to like stigmatize. I think Jenny is a person who's more in touch with reality uh, than Mary, and who I might expect a little bit more from. Like, I think Jenny is a is obviously like a very intelligent and with it emotionally intelligent person who's like a good friend and cares for people around her so the fact that she was so dehumanizing to this population is crazy and and and, and it's one of those things where it's it's alarming when you witness somebody and you watch them and you like them and you relate to them and you would never expect that that these are views that they hold and so it just makes you think like who else out there have i never actually asked these questions of yeah Yeah, that might be that might be holding that it's disturbing I mean, I think what you you hit the nail on the head, Amanda, and I think that is what so many people have been struggling with in this pandemic with the Trump presidency is that there are so many people in our lives that we care about and that we love that think vaccines are fake or, you know, and, and like that is just something that 
it, it would be cool to have some piece of media that really like talks about, you know, that struggle that so mm-hmm. many people yeah. have because I know I've encountered that in my family with yeah. like, you know, I love this person, whatever you think vaccines are. I know it is very strange and I do feel like sometimes the conversation is so like and I feel it too it's just like fuck all the anti-vax people fuck all these people yeah. da, da, da. and I feel yeah. that as well but I think we all also know on a real level that it's like it sucks sometimes to find out that someone you care about feels these things or thinks yeah. these things and it's hard to like throw a person you care about out or you feel like you you're like I actually can't throw this person mm-hmm. away and so yeah. how do I reconcile that and it's like it's been a really yeah. like you said Millie it's been a tough part of like just from Trump on trying to figure out like what to do with people whose views are so outside what we is like we should talk about next did you guys see what like Patton Oswald said in reaction to him like the Dave Chappelle with Dave Chappelle he said kind of exactly Goodness. what you did he sort of like I don't know if he apologized but he just sort of like what explored out loud like I don't know like I know this is bad but I'm a like being a really good friend is important to me and he just yeah. sort of had like a, a graceful answer not super satisfying yeah. answer but yeah I think that's like you said it's like we can't just throw all these people away because it's easy for us to say on a pop culture podcast Jenny needs to be fired but, you know, what about her friends and family and community? They can't, you know, f- they don't want to fire her from their lives. And these are things that are coming up all the time. I mean, literally, this is the conversation me and Elise had literally yeah. yesterday about cheer because um, a lot of people have been giving, like, Jerry's friends a hard time because mm. they've kept in contact with him or they're confused about it. Or it's like they're not, it's not even that they kept in contact, is that some of them are like, you know, confused and ha- and struggling with it. Yeah, I think Gabby him. Butler in particular, like during the during her interview in that episode, which seemed like it was happening pretty freshly after what happened. Yeah, she's like crying about it. And she's like, I don't know if I can turn my back on him. And people came really hard for her on Twitter for that. And I'm like cutting someone out of your life, even though they've done something bad and like reconciling what you just found out about them with what you've known about them like that is actually something that is a process and it takes a little bit of time and you don't see her out here being like no he's great he's a good person she just expressed that like it's really hard to cut Mm -hmm. someone out of your life even when they've done wrong and especially when what they did means that you have to completely rewrite what you thought about them. Yeah. Right. And, and what they mean to you. And then you yeah. have to sort of mourn that. I mean, luckily with Jenny, we just have to cut her out of our Sunday yeah, nights. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. definitely should be fired. Yeah. 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 I'm going <laughs> to finish a- cheer this weekend and we'll talk about that next Thursday. Oh, fuck, please. It's so it's good. So it's just good. so good. Oh, all I want to so- do is hang out with these kids in their Texas dorm. It's all well, I want to do this weekend. Well, it's up until the I'm last episode minute. too, though. Okay. <clears throat> Listen. Okay. Well, up until the last minute, it's a fucking ride. I'll tell you that. Wow. Um, Okay. I'm excited. That is our show today. We will be back next week. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm the real Millie (laughs) Tamara. Real ones only. And on the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.